Hey boys and girls, welcome to the best podcast in the history of mankind. It's Monty's Rockcast. And now here's your host, Monty Calvin. Hey, 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 it's Monty, and welcome to this special Halloween edition of the Rockcast. Sick, terrifying, weird. Yes, it's October, which means everyone is all excited about Halloween. Uh, yeah? Uh, well, everyone, maybe except me. I really couldn't care less about it, but you see, my wife is just totally into it. And therefore, I am pretty much forced to participate. Yeah, just a, just a shame. The thing is, and I've told you this story before, is that when I was a little kid, uh, you know, we had Halloween, and I'd get dressed up and go trick-or-treating, and my folks would even go to Halloween parties. But when I was, oh, I'm going to say around 10, uh, somebody at church told my folks that Halloween was satanic. And so from then on, we never did anything Halloween-related ever again. And for the most part, I was fine with that. I didn't really care about getting dressed up or anything like that, so uh, I was fine. And that kind of continued into my adulthood. But when I met my wife, Lindsay, about 10 years ago, she was like, oh, you know, uh, Halloween's the best thing all year. And I quickly found out that around mid-September, she was going to start buying stuff and decorating our home like a haunted house. And I personally would be required to carve a pumpkin and find a costume. And for about five or six years, it was just such a bummer for me. October would roll around and I just couldn't wait for the month to be over. But then something amazing happened that would change my attitude and my thinking about Halloween forever. Well, I mean, can you imagine what that would be? It was about four years ago when uh, Lindsay and I were in this store looking for costumes. And I come across this Catholic schoolgirl outfit. And you know what I'm talking about. It's got the little white crop top shirt. And the plaid micro mini skirt. Oh, yeah. And I kind of sheepishly showed it to her and just went, uh, yeah, look at this. Uh, What if you wore that? (laughs) And I'm expecting her to go, no, there's no way I would wear that. But instead, she's like, "Uh, yeah, let me try it on. Whoa! And that's when I had one of those moments in life where you just kind of stand there and, uh, you know, go, wow, could this really happen? It's not possible. But she tried it on and she said, yeah, let's get it. Yeah! Woo! And I was just like, oh my God, you have made me so happy. I swear, I almost cried right there in the store. And she wore it, and it was awesome. And then the next year, when October rolled around, I was like, "Uh, hey, uh, how about I pick out your costume? And once again, she agreed. And so from then on, it just kind of became a yearly tradition. She gets to decorate the house any way she wants to and can torment me with all the Halloween shit for about a month and a half. And in return, I get to pick out her costume. That sounds like a good deal. And since that time, Halloween has taken on a whole new thing for me, and now I actually look forward to it. Two years ago, she was a sexy devil. Uh, Last year, she was a sexy cop. 
And this year, well, let me tell you, just wait till you see what I have picked out. This outfit is the best by far, and uh, when I finally saw her in it, uh, let me just say that unlike most of the things in my life uh, throughout the course of my life, I was not disappointed. Because this year, my friends, Lindsay will be going as a naughty nurse. Oh, yeah! So that's just a win-win for all of us, and uh, we've all got that to look forward to. But as far as this podcast, uh, I'm going to be trying to play you some scary evil music. And once again, as I always do every year, I'm going to tell you some of my scary stories. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I know how much everyone loves these, and so uh, I've come up with some new ones. And I'll just go ahead and tell you one right now, uh, just kind of set the mood for this episode. But before I do, I've just got to give you a little heads up. What I'm about to tell you are tales of terror. And these are not for the weak of heart. So, uh, you know, if you've got small children in the room, uh, I would uh, suggest getting them out of there. Or if you're in a car and uh, driving them to school right now or something like that, uh, maybe slap a set of headphones on them. But really, uh, the same disclaimer goes for you adults. I don't want to get emails from you people uh, saying, hey, uh, I couldn't sleep after hearing those horror stories. So proceed at your own risk, but uh, you have been warned. But with that, here we go with scary story number one. It was a day like any other day. For Mr. Average, run-of-the-mill, Joe Blow type guy. He woke up in his middle-class suburban neighborhood like he did every single morning and had breakfast, which consisted of a boring bowl of bran cereal. Afterwards, he sat back and said, My, that was delicious. And then he got dressed and went and got in his car and drove away. But what he didn't realize is that where he was going would soon change his life. This is frightening stuff. At approximately 7.57 a.m., Mr. Joe Blow arrived at a dentist office for an 8 o'clock appointment. You see, he was scheduled for a seemingly routine teeth cleaning. He expected it to go quickly and for his insurance to pay for the whole thing. But once in the chair, all hell began to break loose. (laughs) The female doctors began jamming instruments into his mouth and then started asking him if he had any plans for the weekend. The man's response was, After several minutes of this torture, the man was informed by the dentist that he would not just need his teeth cleaned, but he would need a deep cleaning. This would not only require several return visits, it would also cost him about $400, and they would need to use Novocaine immediately. 
The man reluctantly agreed and signed a waiver that basically said anything that happens from here on out is not the fault of the dentist. And that's when they stuck a needle in his mouth and began drilling like sadistic maniacs. After they were through with him, they told him he could leave and that the Novocaine would wear off in a couple of hours. And so the man went home. But by seven o'clock that night, he suddenly realized that his tongue was still numb. He tried not to worry about it and thought, well, it'll be fine in the morning. But when he got up the next day, that tongue was still numb. After several days of this, he finally went back to the dentist and said, Hey, what's the deal? My tongue's still numb. The same evil dentist who had administered the Novocaine said, Well, we probably hit a nerve. It'll probably just take a while to heal. The man went home and figured by the end of the week his tongue would be okay again. But sadly for him, that would not happen. After five or six months, eating food was still like licking sandpaper. And legend has it that to this day, that man still has a numb tongue. Wow! That's terrifying. So there you go. Uh, they're called scary stories for a reason. It is frightening. I'll have more of those later, but uh, let's move on now to some CD reviews. And I thought I'd put a little Halloween spin on it and make it new CDs by bands who wear costumes. And let's start out with a new one from Slipknot. It's called We Are Not Your Kind. I'm not going to lie, I've never been a huge Slipknot fan. I've seen them live a couple of times, and they do put on great concerts, but their CDs, eh, you know, kind of meh. And for me, this album is kind of like that. It's real heavy, and uh, once in a while it breaks into something melodic that I kind of like, but for the most part, I just thought it was so-so.
Steel Panther also has a new album. It's called Heavy Metal Rules. And yes, they wear costumes. They got the 80s spandex going on, and I would say at least three out of four of them wear wigs. And I really like Steel Panther, and once again, they're a great live band. But their albums are pretty much comedy records. And their songs are usually about one of three things, sex, drugs, or rock and roll. Now, is this new album good? Uh, well, I'd say it's not as good as some of their other stuff. And some of the novelty may be wearing a little thin at this point. But I would still go and see them live anytime because they are hilarious. Now, some of you may not be old enough to remember this band, but if you were around in the 70s like I was, you probably remember a band called Angel. They wore these all-white outfits, and uh, they got back together recently and made a new album, and they still wear white. And their singer still has a great voice. Unfortunately, the lyrics on this CD are so freaking cheesy that uh, I was pretty disappointed. things I remember about Angel is some of their early stuff was almost kind of proggy. 
They had Greg Jufria on keyboards, and uh, some of it was really kind of cool and almost kind of heavy. But then some of their other stuff was almost kind of bubblegum poppy. But I never really cared because I liked both styles. But on this new album, uh, which by the way is called Risen, it's more of the poppy stuff. I just wish the songs were a little better. However, they did do a remake and re-recorded one of their early songs called The Tower. And I gotta say, it sounds really good. So those are some CDs that you might or might not want to check out. But right now, let's check out another scary story. Our next tale of terror is called The Concert in Hell. That's right, I said the concert in hell. And our story begins when a man buys tickets to see one of his favorite bands and he uses Ticketmaster and gets screwed by all the extra fees. It's really quite ridiculous, but he knows there's nothing he can do about it, so he just pays and goes to the show. Once the band starts playing, a large riot breaks out in the middle of the crowd. The bodies of young male douchebags are slamming into each other for no apparent reason, and three or four assholes are practicing their karate moves. The man steps back and says, it's as if no one actually came to watch the band. Still, he tries to ignore all the distractions and waits eagerly to hear his favorite songs. But sadly, on this night, he would not hear any of those favorite songs. Ah. No, instead, he would hear the lead singer say over and over again, Here's one from our new album. No! And, does anybody here have our new album? No! Or, here's another new one. No! The man could not contain his disappointment, and he found himself going to the bathroom several times. Before the show was over, the man's ears were ringing, and the beer that had been splattered on him by one of those douchebags in the pit slowly ran down his face. 
<laughs> Surely this must be a bad dream you're now saying to yourself, but no. This is a sick nightmare! No, my friends, this was no dream. This was just a really bad concert. In hell. <laughs> Don't tell me y'all haven't been scared. I hope you enjoyed that story. Uh, it was actually based on a real-life concert that Lindsay and I went to recently. We went to see this band of mice and men, and we've loved them for years, and uh, we drove over to Lawrence, Kansas. It's about an hour away from us, and we'd been looking forward to this for a long time, but uh, they came out, and uh, they basically did about two songs that I wanted to hear, and the rest was all from their new album. Which, I get it, you're trying to promote your new stuff, but uh, the album had only come out like a day earlier, and I didn't know any of the songs. Plus, the reason why I initially loved Of Mice and Men was because they'd always have these great melodies. They were always heavy, and they had a certain amount of screaming in their songs, but now it was just all screaming. And it was sad to me, because their singer actually has a great voice. But the whole show, he was just screaming. And I don't know why a lot of bands always do this. Uh, you know, it's like uh, they have these great songs with great melodies, great singing, but then they think they've got to get heavier. And the heavier they get, the more their popularity dwindles. So I was really disappointed in the Of Mice and Men show, and I can only give it two out of five bloody metal Halloween skulls. Oh, oh, oh my God. God. Okay, well, what do you think of the show so far? This blows. Well, all right. Sticking with the Halloween theme for this episode, I thought I'd tell you about some TV shows that are really scary. Why are they scary? Because they're so bad, they are horrorable. And let me start out by telling you that there is a brand new season of The Walking Dead. Zombies! And it hasn't always been horrible. I used to really like the show. But because of the plot lines, the acting, and the writing, uh, it's become one of the worst shows ever. All the male characters have been turned into pussies, and all the female characters are now badasses. And that includes 10-year-old girls. And basically every episode is exactly the same. You get some long, drawn-out, boring dialogue scenes, and then you get some zombies being stabbed in the head. Zombie attack! And there you go, that's your show. But get this, after sitting there and watching this crap for an hour, there's a show after The Walking Dead called The Talking Dead. And that's where they have people sitting on a couch talking about this miserable TV show that you just watched. It is unbelievably boring. Now, I would say that The Walking Dead is the worst show on TV, but no, I found one that is even worse. It's called The Masked Singer, and it is atrocious. And if I tell you the concept, it probably sounds slightly interesting, but uh, hold on, it's not. Somebody at Fox said, hey, let's get some semi-famous celebrities, uh, in uh, air quotes, and let's put them in costumes and let them sing. 
and then we'll find a panel of annoying, semi-famous celebrities to judge them. People like Jenny McCarthy and Robin Thicke. And no matter how good or bad the singers are, the judges are always going to say the same thing. Oh, they sound amazing, and uh, oh, I wonder who that is. And then they're going to guess that the people in these costumes are possibly Tina Turner or Oprah. But instead, when the mask comes off and their identity is revealed, it turns out to be some gamer from YouTube. That sounds really good, doesn't it? So those are some horrifying TV shows that you all can avoid. But let's do some questions now from Facebook. And this first one is Halloween related. It's, uh, what are your thoughts on candy corn? Yeah. Okay, well, uh, candy corn has gotten kind of a bad rap these days. I see people saying stuff like uh, it's best served in a bowl and then thrown right into a trash can. But I have kind of a different take on candy corn. Is it great by itself? Uh, Probably not. But here's what I used to do when I used to eat a lot of candy. I would take a bag of candy corn and mix it with a can of peanuts. And when you ate the two together, it tasted like a payday candy bar. And you had the salty and the sweet congealing on your tongue. And then, of course, that was back when, you know, I could actually taste things with my tongue. But it was really good. But, you know, I'm not supposed to eat any of that stuff now, so I probably won't. But there's an idea for you that might just make candy corn tolerable. That sounds sick to me. Okay, here's another question from Facebook that's potentially scary. And it goes like this. Uh, You've been kidnapped. And the kidnappers allow you to keep posting on social media to pretend everything is okay. What would you post that would alarm your friends without letting the kidnappers know that you're asking for help? All right, well, uh, let's see. Uh, It would probably be something like uh, having a great day. Lindsay just brought home a new cat, and I'm so happy. And then I would put a little smiley face emoji after it because I never do that. Or how about this one? Just bought some flip-flops. And God, do these man sandals go great with my white tube socks. Stop! I'm pretty sure that Lindsay would know that something was desperately wrong and immediately call the police. Something that horrible must not be spoken about. Okay, here's something random that occurs every year that is uh, completely disgusting to me, revolting, and uh, absolutely horrifying to me. It's the list of induction nominees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And before I get into the ridiculous and the absurd, I will tell you the ones that I think they actually got right. For instance, this year for the first time, Thin Lizzy is on the list, and I think that's awesome. Another one was Motorhead, no doubt about that. Another one is Judas Priest. Both of those bands very important to the history of metal. Now, the one that I'm pretty okay with is Nine Inch Nails. Trent Reznor was an innovator of the industrial genre, and so I'm cool with that. I'm also fine with Todd Rundgren because uh, the guy's a genius, an amazing musician, and I would consider what he did in the uh, rock and roll category. Ones that I could go either way on would be Pat Benatar. Uh, I guess she was kind of important to women in rock. 
And I won't be completely pissed off if the Doobie Brothers get in. I mean, they had a lot of hits, so okay, I get it. And Soundgarden, uh, you know, it's inevitable. You know they're going in at some point. But I don't believe that Alice in Chains is in there yet. And if you're going to start putting all the grunge bands in, then uh, to me, Alice in Chains was always the best. But as far as the ridiculous nominees, how about the Notorious B.I.G.? If this was the Rap Hall of Fame, then I'd say, okay, great. But it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so why the hell is Rufus and Shaka Khan nominated? I mean, if they're going to do that, then just change it to the Music Hall of Fame. And that way, I won't get upset when Whitney Houston is on this list, which she is. However, the name on this list that horrified me the most was Dave Matthews. What? I don't care how many albums that guy has sold, I will always believe that his music sucks. And it deeply disturbs me that there's still people out there that believe that guy is legendary. But there must be, because uh, he's on the list, and somebody put him there. And I have no idea why. I'm just mind boggled. All right, enough of that. Let's have another scary story. And this one's called The Toilet from Hell. This is something that's scary. It was a day like any other day. An average man gets out of bed and goes into his bathroom. Thirty or forty minutes later, he flushes the toilet only to hear a demonic noise that can only be described as a wounded moose. Now terrified at this ungodly sound, the man hey. What? Hey. Oh, hey, Lindsay, what do you need? Thirty or forty minutes? <clears throat> well, you know, it's a, it's a scary story. You know, the possessed toilet has been done for about three years now. What? No, I think this is like the first time I've ever done it. Do you not remember that I saved the listeners from having to endure this again last year? Wow, really? Uh, yeah. Well, it's not like you could do better. Huh, hold my beer. Well, I know for a fact you don't drink beer. Just move over. So you think you can do a better scary story than me? (laughs) Better than the toilet story? Oh, all right then. Uh, Be my guest. Give it a shot. Okay, I will. But keep in mind, this story is based on real events. Oh, well, I cannot wait. Our story begins on a dark and windy morning with a woman waking from her slumber to find that the heat had been turned off sometime the evening before, leaving the temperature in the house somewhere between 60 and 65 degrees. Good God! The woman, bundled in blankets in despair, makes her way downstairs to begin her morning work day, only to discover that her calendar was completely full of meetings, and there was no time to make coffee or to get in the shower with the frigid conditions still not remedied by the heat she had thoroughly cranked up. All right, this is too heartbreaking. I can't take it. The woman begins listening to mind-numbing discussions, periodically interjecting thoughts and being asked for her input. 
Her eyelids begin to droop, and her ability to remain focused dwindles with each passing second that goes by. This is just really getting scary. Soon, the noon hour approaches, and the meetings have now progressed into meetings about meetings that could have been an email. At the end of one meeting, a daily meeting is then scheduled to follow up on the action items that were decided on in the earlier meeting. This shit happens, Monty. It's real. Hmm? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. The woman begins eating M&Ms and Cheez-Its out of the box, packing around her computer while roaming her house aimlessly. This is most unfortunate for her diet, but is likely the only exercise she will get that day. More meetings pop up on her schedule while she is attending the one that drones on. After what seems like an eternity, the meetings finally end. But before she can sigh with relief, the woman realizes it is now dark outside, and it is time to make dinner. The woman, exhausted and having accomplished nothing that day, finally crawls into bed. Before closing her eyes, she checks her phone to see what fresh hell awaits her that next day, only to discover that the calendar for the following day is covered in meetings! So what'd you think? Uh, yeah, that was, um, pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah. What do you mean, pretty good? Uh, well, it was, um, it was pretty good. It was, uh, yeah, good. That story was f***ing terrifying. Oh, wow, okay. Well, you know, since you put it that way, uh, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yes, very, very scary. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a meeting to get to. All right. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much. And that's your scary story. Well, it certainly was, you sexy thing. But now, let's do a little scary music. As I Lay Dying has a new album out, and it's called Shaped by Fire. But beware, if you don't like screaming vocals, then this may disturb you. As I Lay Dying album since about 2012. And the reason they didn't do anything for several years is because their singer-screamer guy was in prison. But he got out, and so they got back together and did this album. And if you're a fan of this band and you haven't bought this CD yet or you've been wanting to hear it, well, let me just tell you, you just heard it. You just heard the whole thing. 
because every song is pretty much just like this one. You get some great heavy riffs, you get some screaming over that, and then you get a nice catchy chorus. And if that's your thing, you're going to dig this. telling you earlier about Lindsay's costume and since she was going as a naughty nurse I thought I should probably go as a sexy surgeon yeah no and let me tell you I look pretty good in green scrubs I don't think you do but I'll tell you somebody else who liked to wear costumes back in the day and that was Elton John and I recently watched a movie about him called Rocket Man I didn't see it in the theaters. Uh, We just got it on Netflix, but uh, it wasn't too bad. It's bad enough. I don't think I've ever talked about Elton John on this show before, and I've never considered myself a huge fan. But after watching this movie, I sat back and went, wow, you know, I think I've liked everything he's ever done. I've just never bought one of his albums. But uh, this movie was kind of a documentary along the lines of the Queen movie. But then at times it would break off and become kind of this uh, weird musical. And I was alright with that, and for the most part I enjoyed it. I mean, it's a little depressing to watch somebody ruining their lives with drugs and alcohol, but that seems to be the case with uh, every movie about a rock star. But overall, I thought it was good, and I'll give it three and a half out of five Bloody Metal Skulls. I'll advise people before watching it. It is indeed very gay. Something else I was going to tell you about was uh, the other day I was on Facebook and somebody was talking about the Columbia Record and Tape Club. Does anybody remember that? Uh, nope. Well, it was this deal back in the 80s. I mean, that's when I did it. And they would have these ads in magazines that would say, get 11 records or cassette tapes for one penny. And they'd have a list of all these albums you could get, and so I was just like, oh yeah, I'll do it. I never had any money back then, and so, you know, 11 for a penny? Yeah. Of course, in the small print, it said, you'll have to buy four more albums in the next year, and they'll all cost you about 25 bucks a piece. 
but you're so excited about the 11 free cassettes that you just go ahead and sign up. And sure enough, here came a box with 11 cassettes in it. But after that, every month I would get this little card in the mail. And it would say, the album of the month. And uh, it would usually be something like Madonna. And if you did not want that Madonna album, you had to mail the postcard back to them and say, no, I don't want it. But if you didn't mail that card back to them, they would send you that Madonna album whether you liked it or not. And so it was a real screw job, but uh, believe it or not, I actually fulfilled my commitment. But I've talked to a lot of people who were like, no, I never paid for those albums. What? What are you, crazy? And I even had one person tell me that the record club kept contacting them saying, you owe us money. And he said, I sent a notice back to him that said, uh, hey, the person that signed up with that is no longer with us. They died. And they never bothered him again. Is that so wrong? All right, what else? Uh, You know, I think I'll just wrap this show up right now. I've got parties to go to. You know, uh, I've got to go trick-or-treating. And, uh, you know, I just uh, think think I'll just go. Good, do it! All right, well, be sure to check out my websites. Uh, I've got an art website called monicalvinart.com. If you want a cool painting of a rock star or celebrity, you can find those there. And my other website is monicalvin.net. And on there, you can find Rockcast t-shirts and uh, pictures of galactic cowboys. And I'm always adding new pictures to the Hot Lindsay modeling page. So if you want to check out that nurse outfit, uh, well, uh, they should be up there soon. It is incredibly sensational. I'm going to take you out now with a scary band that I discovered a couple of months ago on YouTube. They're called Death Stars, and uh, I just can't get enough of them. They're literally becoming one of my favorite bands. And the reason is, is they remind me a lot of like uh, Rammstein and Typo Negative and uh, even uh, Paradise Lost. And they're from Sweden, and they've been around over 10 years, but uh, I just love these guys. Great songs, great look to them, Uh, you know, check it out. But that's going to do it for me for now. I hope you enjoyed this Halloween special, but I will be back soon with more fun and mayhem. But until then, this has been Monty saying take care, don't let anyone tell you what to like, unless it's me. And rock on.
This has been Monty's Rockcast. Hit me with more. Come on. Come on. Let's go.